Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League episode 186. It's been such an exciting week. Uh, so many interesting things, including one major thing that has uh, been, well, it's not officially announced, but news broke today. We're going to be getting into so much of that here in just a second. But first off, I want to shout out Alienware and GameFuel for sponsoring the show. Always fantastic to have them on. Uh, and joining me is my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Great. My days are great. My life is great. Everything goes great. That's fantastic to hear. You got a haircut recently, I think. I did. True How, facts. I, I, it looks great. I just How'd that say. go? I sat in a chair and paid someone I, to chop the shit I, off. Just gonna, How do you think it went? It's it's uh, it's great to see you. I just want to say you look you look great with the haircut. Uh, how was? What did you? What have you been up to besides the League of Legends stuff this past week? You've been watching anything new? I feel like the answer to that is yes, but I can't remember. Bachelor in Paradise started. Watched the first episode of that. Looks like it's going to be a good season. Uh, David Spade's really awkward on it. I don't know what he's doing there. I mean, I know what he's doing. He's collecting a paycheck. I don't know who decided to hire him to do it. I um, saw a TikTok clip of somebody of somebody who thought he was Dave Chappelle, uh, which I guess was a funny moment in that show. That's the only thing I've seen of it. Probably the highlight of David Spade's week. Oh boy, I like David Spade. He was great. What was the sitcom he was on in the '90s? That was like a magazine or something. Anyway, also uh, Emperor's New Groove is fantastic. Uh, okay, well, besides Mark's wonderful uh, week, we have joined right now. First time ever, Dodo. You've not been on the show before, right? I think so. First time. Well, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. And uh, we should say that I, we ended up booking you as our guest before we even knew that Team Liquid was going to be in the finals. So I appreciate yeah. you going and making finals because it makes it look like we've secured an amazing guest ahead, you know, in at moments after. Though. I would yeah. just canceled if we lost, you know, you, on Saturday. That's what you did? Okay. <laughs> well, good to know. I will plan accordingly in the future. Uh, how, how are you feeling lately? Because obviously it's, it's great that you guys have made it to finals. I don't it's, it seems like you guys have been in an interesting path over the past month where you entered playoffs as a team that many people were not predicting to make worlds out of the top five, and yet here you guys are now headed to finals. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing great in the past few weeks. Uh, you know, this split has been the most difficult split that I've you know dealt with you know in my whole career. But, you know, things got figured out. You know, we are playing great. And, you know, we're in the finals. We're going to Worlds. So... Yeah, I've been doing great. Uh, is this, I mean, it's it's funny to hear that, Kevin, that I know spring 2020 must have been also a very difficult split for you. Uh, so it's that, uh, it's great to, it's that, crazy to hear that. That was hard, but this, this split was harder. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. But first, uh, I'm stealing back my, you know, little intro segment of the show to just say that, uh, I've also been having an exciting week where I've been no-lifing a game called Humankind that I didn't even really know about until last week when I got it given a key for it by the dev or whatever. It's like a Civ-type game. Highly recommend. I've got like 45 hours on it in the past seven days. So it is uh, it is very good. It's new. It came out August 17th. Yeah, I got it last week. And uh, yeah, Tuesday when it came out, uh, the agency me, I worked with. What's that? Get me a key. I I would you pl you play those Civ style games? 
yeah. Forex games. Oh, really? Give me a okay. key. Yeah. Well, I don't. I sure. will ask if they have extras. Is that is that good enough for you, Mark? As long as the answer is yeah, it's good enough. Okay, very that's, good. Well, that's a no. <laughs> we we will we'll look into it. All right, into the exciting news though, which is, uh, well, Team Liquid going to finals. We already talked about that. A uh, lot of TSM fans. Somebody said that they were hoping for this to be the TSM therapy episode for them. Uh, I I'm not sure if that's the way it's going to go. Normally, people don't tend to. Definitely have some about TSM. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I don't know if there's going to be too much that is going to feel feel therapeutic. And then uh, Worlds, allegedly, almost certainly, no longer in China, uh, now going to be in Europe. I don't know if Dodo knows or not, but rather than putting him on the spot and uh, making him feel very uncomfortable as he avoids throwing anything right under the bus, I'm just going to ask him to pretend he doesn't know regardless and just we're just going to go into the assumption that's all happening in Europe, so he can he can apply, think. I, mean, I, I saw the rumors. I can't confirm anything. Yes. You know. Well, but regardless, I saw your video, Travis. We will we will talk about it. I it's it's insane news, absolutely insane. Because I think uh, I, I, obviously, like from a broadcast perspective. I don't think that the the average viewer the experience will necessarily be too different uh, other than I think that perhaps it might be a little bit more of a stripped down simple experience given that they have to plan this thing in probably about a month or so. Um, I doubt that there was too much work that's been already done uh, to shift it over, uh, but it is, it is crazy news and I'm excited to hear what everybody, all of our wonderful callers think of the news as well. Um, but before we get to our callers, uh, Mark, I don't know if you have any questions for Dodo or anything that we should uh, be chatting with him about. Uh, I got, uh, yeah, sure. I can, I can throw some, lob some softballs at him. Uh, what was the odds heading into playoffs that you thought this would happen? Like, did you, Santorum was only back for that weekend in week nine, if I remember correctly, is when he rejoined. Yep. Um, and then, like, you had the one week practice going to C9. Beating the three teams in a row that you were z collectively zero nine against through summer, uh, you know, did you? Is this a surprise even for your own team, or like were, internally, did you feel very confident? Well, honestly speaking, and also to the point that Centauri came back to week nine, I also didn't realize that we didn't play with our whole squad for basically the whole season, or the whole split. You know, we played the one game uh, in week one. And then we didn't play our whole roster until week nine. Um, so I was, I was actually, when I read that, I was like, wow, we, we just didn't play, you know, with the whole team for basically a whole split, you know. So going into playoffs, um, I was honestly, I was like 50-50 that we might make worlds that we might not, not make worlds. Uh, because I think uh, when we saw the week nine games against uh, the three teams, we played pretty well. The, the practice was know going well um, but you know at the same time you know, we didn't have enough time to you know gel together figure out a lot of things that we could have you know between the whole split so I, I was basically I was 50 50 but you know after I saw us playing against C9 and how how we were able to show what we prepared on stage I was actually pretty pretty confident that we we could actually win win the whole split so yeah I mean like I, I would say like I was somewhat surprised at the uh, the level that we, our guys were playing, uh, but at the same time, you know, I was, 
you know, also, you know, being realistic as well. When you say playing against C9, do you mean that, that match in the final week or do you mean no. like during playoffs? No, the, the playoffs. Because yeah. that's what's been wild to me about the, the path that you guys took is it just felt like you guys were making such tremendous leaps and bounds uh, from week to week. And interestingly, I think this week was a little bit of a, I don't know, maybe you guys will disagree with me on this stuff, but from the outset, from the, the layman's perspective, it felt like you guys were a little messier this weekend uh, than you had been the last couple of weeks. But but for the most part, it felt like there's just been insane improvements week over week throughout, you know, from that last week of playoffs, or sorry, last week of regular season into playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, for last week, I, I do agree with you that saying like we definitely didn't play uh, the best, but at the same time, I, I don't want to credit you know hundred thieves. You know, I I think they are the second best team. You know, you know, I I don't know why a lot of people are like not giving them credit, but I, I think in my perspective, hundred thieves are very con- consistent. You know, they they have very good players in every role. Um, and you know, I think you know the they actually were able to take us to game five. Uh, so you know, even though we were we weren't playing as good uh, as before against CNRTSM, you know, hundred Ds played pretty well. But you know, you know, going into going into playoffs, you know, we definitely tried a lot of different things um, to match our opponents. Right? We we would definitely try to have a plan going to C9, going to TSM, going to under Ds. You know, our coaches and analysts just work their asses off. He's figuring out, so what's our plan for this week? And we're going to practice this, but we're going to shoot on stage. So, you know, we, we've we been pretty successful at that. And I think, you know, it's been working pretty well. Were you surprised at all by, like, C9 and TSM, for the most part throughout playoffs, I felt like had, they kind of underperformed expectations a little bit especially C9 at the beginning. So I don't know if, like, as surprised as you were about T- TL's performance, were you surprised at all by how C9 and TSM played? Um, not really. Uh, from, honestly, watching, may- maybe TSM, but, like, uh, from watching um, and, and basically studying, you know, C9 and TSM, I, I, didn't, I didn't think they were underperforming like crazy uh, in, in their series. Maybe, like, I mean, last on Sunday when when the C9 TSM match, I think they played pretty well. I think TSM played really, really well. No, but it's it's what C9 did better, and the C9 was able to, you know, have more, you know, resilience, and and they just actually like the game two and game four, like they were actually in a really bad spot, but they were able to win those games and even go to game five. So I think, you know, I think they're playing. They were playing pretty well. You know, in, in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you have uh, do you have any any quick follow up so I can go grab my game field from the freezer? Sure, you can grab it. I, I was just gonna throw my two cents that yeah, it feels like Hundred Thieves has been disrespected a little bit with the entire conversation going around around like the bracket and all this other stuff, um, where people just think they got a free road in, even though I think when they played you guys, they pushed you further than other teams did. I think. Travis saying, you guys look sloppier maybe this weekend. I also feel like that's kind of how league goes. It's like when you play a better team, you can't get away with some of the stuff. They punish you more. And so 
you make a mistake that goes unpunished versus one team suddenly gets punished and it looks sloppier but it's really like just the other team being better so i thought they looked good i think they also attacked you guys with a different draft strategy were you surprised in the tsm series and maybe this is well they're knocked out so maybe it doesn't matter but like were you surprised when they picked red side and tried to like play top versus top or were you expecting that when you went up against them oh you're talking about 100 thieves uh, well, I guess rather I liked 100 Thieves not doing that against you and actually just like picking Orin and stuff. But like TSM in the series last week, they picked Red Side and they tried to like match the match Alfari basically by giving Huni counter pick and stuff. I mean, yeah, were no, you... I mean, we weren't really surprised by that. You know, I think they also had a they also have a plan to you know beat you know TO right. And I think a lot of the times I think uh, 100 Thieves also. I think their plan was to basically hold off the game and you know, scale and focus on team fighting. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of times, that what we wanted to do basically countered that. And I think it just kind of worked in in the favor with our plan, you know, going into the series. And and for TSM, I think you know, I think that's also their strength. Like they, I think they have a pretty strong top side of the map, and they they wanted to match that, and they just wanted to brawl it out. So I think you know, that's what we, what they came up with. You know, but we we ended up stronger, so but you know but I think he's just Alfari, he's just a monster. You know he just he 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 basically can take on take on anyone. So the the disrespect comment Mark that you made about people disrespecting Hunter T reminded me of the um, it's it's funny because we did that predictions run it that obviously uh, had mixed reactions and Tim for the most part has unfortunately not been accurate in in the predictions that he made. Uh, but the TSM subreddit <laughs> understatement. Yes, yes. But the one thing he did get right was the TSM getting eliminated by TL and C9. Though I think he had it swapped in the order that they would. But there's that big Reddit thread on the TSM subreddit that was just like the absolute disrespect for TSM in this run it episode. They didn't get out. the The real disrespect was the hundred T prediction that they would not make it through. Uh, though at the time TSM was, or sorry, hundred T was slumping a little bit. But it, it's just a funny way that the the things turned in that direction. Um, yep. But other than that, I think there's obviously a lot to talk about in terms of of everything else this week. Um, I'll just say really quickly, I, I did a little video earlier, so my, uh, about the world's thing, and then we'll, I'm sure we'll take some calls about it too. But I just think I'm like super fascinated to see how Riot pivots this because I think a lot of people underestimate how much work goes into building world, worlds for months and months and months in advance. You know, there's like a whole team that does that opening ceremony, and that's not something you throw together like three weeks beforehand. And so, I just think it is it is huge news, even if it is perhaps like difficult to figure out how to discuss it because there's a lot of unknowns at this point. But I'm I'm really excited to to hear from from people. Mark, I, I remember we chatted a little bit beforehand, and you were less uh you it's less of a a big deal I think to you. The world thing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I admit I haven't really fully thought through the implications, and potentially there's some about future worlds and whatnot. Um, so, you know, I do think there is stuff to talk about. I pulled a caller for it, but um, personally for me, I fully expect to go to worlds. Or I mean, not me go to worlds, but like for worlds to happen, me be at home, be on a shitty sleep schedule, and just kind of be an owl so yeah i guess it's the difference need... between you you staying up late or waking up early right you know it's like okay now i get up at 6 a.m instead okay yeah. instead of waking up at 2 a.m 
I don't know. You know, to, to me, it's, it's all kind of the same thing. I don't, I don't really care. Well, do you, here's a question for you. Do you care if it impacts North America getting worlds next year? So that's the part where I said I didn't, I wasn't really forward thinking when you messaged me back because I was in meetings and stuff. And like, I saw yeah. the news that got reported and I was like, all right, whatever. I didn't think about it, but I've since seen people's comments about it. I'm like, oh, that would suck if that's true. And that's kind of what I pulled the call for. So I don't want to yeah. dig into it too much right now because we will have someone. Well, I know you're already uh, pulling calls. Do you want to explain? <laughs> Do you want to explain? You look great, by the way. Here, I'll explain how the show works. Uh, so the show works. We take it's a call in show. Dodo's never coming back on after experiencing this in Ooh. our shouting match before the start. Uh, it's a call-in show, uh, so if you want, you can uh, join discord.gg slash Travis. Uh, that is the, the Discord, and you can join that even if you're not listening live. Uh, but for the people that are listening live, please put your takes in the pleb topics or subtopics channel, depending on if you're a pleb or a sub. I know Mark has already pulled uh, several callers, so uh, perhaps no guarantees will take many more. Uh, but... If, if you do want to get on the show, that is how you do it. And we do appreciate everybody who does sub and gets access to Subtopics channel because it's just helpful. Uh, all right. Pulling more. This is, I usually pull in total of a, of a show six to eight. Okay. And we got five right we now. Five so right now, yeah. more. And we are starting the calls probably a little bit earlier than we have been lately just because there's so much to talk about. So uh, do you want to go grab our first caller? Uh, off mark goes i'm dodo i think i'm uh, picking up a little bit of uh, feedback from your 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 speakers or headset if you want to lower your noise gate like i okay. just heard the discord noise as he left the room which i would not hear yep. in mine uh yep. an odd vibe is here an odd vibe where are you calling from i'm calling from cleveland ohio cleveland ohio we love ohio on the show where are you calling or what what do you want to talk about on the show uh, I'm calling of why TSM's year should not be considered a failure and fans and analysts treating it as one will only hold back North America. Oh boy. Okay. So it's not a failure not to make worlds with an incredibly expensive roster. I'm excited to hear how you explain this. Go so for it. that's kind of, yeah, exact. Sorry. That's kind of exactly where it is. The context of this. So yes, in the definition of a, a failure, not making worlds with Puni, Spica, Power of Evil, Lost, and Sword Out, failure. failure. Absolute failure, can't defend that. But, as a TSM fan, since Season 3, I can tell you, holistically, this season was in no way a failure. Every okay. year, I hear about the aggression from that's needed from TSM over and over again. And this year, finally, they started doing it and playing with it with the addition of Sword Art. And they slowly scaled up and doing it. And my, I guess that that's kind of what I want to see. Uh, it's, it's all going back there, uh, kind of getting a scaled up there. And uh, a lot. Uh, there's good future prospects as well for the team. Uh, as Lost did so so well throughout the uh, end of the year, uh, he was the huge talking point for all the problems at the beginning of the year. Same with Sword Art. The same in the beginning of the summer split, and then throughout playoffs, he played spectacularly well, especially in the last series. Uh, and then I guess the part about uh, treating it uh, as it will only hold back NA, we have to acknowledge how much people shit on TSM for not playing aggressively and playing passively. Like every time they went to the World Championship, they got smacked in the face, they played like a turtle, they tried to scale. That's what they got criticized for. This year, they finally did it in the last series that mattered. And I'm proud. And we should all be. Okay. So the take is it's uh, a failure in terms of 
They didn't make it to Worlds. You'll acknowledge that. But it's not a failure in that you didn't see them play this like slow or impact or yeah passive style and then go to worlds and get zero sixth is is what i'm picking up okay yeah they finally answered all the criticisms you know one thing i was thinking about at the sort of on the topic of of this and and along the lines of was it really a failure is i remember mark's power rankings at the start of the year i was thinking about this as i was in the car today and at the start of the year i think mark power ranked the teams as like it was like C9 or TL, first or second, I forget what. Mark, you might remember. And then it was 100 Thieves. And it was in a, like it was supposed to be kind of spicy. You put 100 Thieves third, I thought, and then TS on fourth. I don't think I did at the start of the year. I might have. I definitely didn't summer after the Abadaga swap. I, I, I'm going to look it up Abadaga. right now. But, I, I forget what, honestly, spring. I know I had C9 first because of perks. Um, But I... Yeah, you had 100 Thieves. You had C9, TL, 100 Thieves, TSM, FlyQuest. Oh, poor FlyQuest. Okay, well, that that was a miss, but not on, well, maybe not on this fault. Misses on there. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I I mean, the, you you predicted on January 11th when I posted this, uh, the, the, the three teams that would be going to Worlds just based off of your 2021 power rankings. And I don't think it was that crazy. Yes, I know. Big, big ups for you. But and I don't think at the time I remember teasing you being like, oh, Mark's like spicy take is that TSM is fourth and 100T is third, which I didn't think was that spicy. And um, and so I think like this is not that surprising based off of where a lot of analysts thought these these teams were going to be at the at the beginning. I, of actually, the year, uh, so. I actually said something similar on the dive today. I, I pulled up our summer split power rankings to be like, yeah, a lot of us predicted them to actually not make worlds. Yeah. Um, and to the caller's point about like enjoying the split as a fan, you know, like you can enjoy the split as a fan and still kind of fail at the end, but be like, hey, the ride was fun kind of thing. Um, I would actually love to get Dodo's opinion on this, though, as a GM situation, you know, like if you were involved in the construction of this roster, knowing you spent a lot of money and all this stuff, like, would you right now be walking away thinking like, fuck? You know, or or is it kind of like, eh, I mean, obviously we want to go, but like, where would you land emotionally and like strategically on what happened? Especially they brought back only one of the five players from last year. So reconstruction year, I guess. But yeah, go ahead, Dodo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if that happened, basically, you know, if I was in TSM shoes, if I was in part of the shoes, I would say, fuck, you know, they fucking failed. But, you know, honestly, to, to the caller's point, uh, talking about, uh, the improvements of TSM's play in general and being aggressive, I, you know, I, I kind of agree uh, where this split, this year actually, we had five, you know, pretty strong teams, I guess, in, in LCS. You know, and making your opponents stronger and making the whole region stronger is actually better for, you know, strong teams too. So I, we have like C9, EG, TSM, 100 Thieves, TL. You know, we had like five teams that were potentially was going to make worlds. And then I think to the college point, I think TSM getting, you know, their play style improved throughout the split throughout the, the year. I think it's, if you want to find success there, I think there is. And, you know, to the point, like when you go to worlds, you definitely want to be aggressive. You know, you, uh, you know, in, in the past when, you know, when you, we won like, you know, the back to back to back to back titles and when we, you know, the, a lot of TSM was winning, 
you know, out of the coaches, out of the, even the players, just say, you know, let's just pick scaling and let's just pick, you know, team fighting, tanks, because it works in NA. Like, if you want to win an LCS title, just do that. But, you know, time after time, when we went to Worlds, we got punished, you know, the aggressiveness from, like, Chinese teams. I think it was when the year that, right after the year after um, IG won, the meta did shift, you need to be aggressive to actually win games. And, you know, that was when, you know, NA was getting punished super hard. Uh, other teams that weren't aggressive enough was getting punished super hard. So um, I think, you know, it's that kind of play style that we want to adapt as, you know, the teams. And I think we are actually trying to do that. That's one of our goals. Um, and, you know, I, I think to the college point, he has some points. But from a GM perspective, like Mark said, I would have said, like, when, once we lost the game five, I would have just yelled out, fuck, you know. I, I mean, yeah, it's hard to imagine any world where a GM would feel happy with it. Do you, question for you, Dono, do you think that the the costs, the salaries, make it much worse? Or do, as a GM, do you just sort of say like, eh, I, I've got, the money is somebody else's problem. I'm just building the team that they allow me to build. It's Steve's problem. I don't, I just, no, I mean, it, money definitely, you know, it matters. You know, there's a lot of investment going on. And with investment, you know, there's expectations, right? You know, and there's always a lot of expectation coming with, like, there's pressure. There's, you need to perform. And, and a lot of the sponsors, partners invest in you because they think you're going to succeed. And, you know, if you, you fail, it's, there's a lot of consequences. So it's, it, it, I mean, it definitely matters. Yeah. I'm super curious where TSM goes from here in the off season because uh, to your point, there's a lot of pressure on the spend and it's like, well, if you spent this money and you didn't make worlds, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's just really that's, tough. That's something I would ask uh, the caller in odd vibe. Like, how do you feel about this roster? Cause you're saying it's not a failure, but you're also kind of admitting it still is in some sense. Like, do you want to see an overhaul? Like if you think, I know a lot of TSM fans don't like Lost. You know, like, are you guys, are you personally hoping Lost is gone, even if you don't view this as a failure? Are you hoping that something changes with top or mid or, or whatever? Definitely, I hope he stays. Uh, I mean, so personally, I, uh, I, off the off top of my head, I think the only contract that's actually expiring is Power of Evils. Um, and if that's the case, I'd love to see them put their, uh, new uh academy mid laner uh takeover in i believe uh because honestly as a tsm fan i loved hooney's play i doubted him so hard when he got signed and he did nothing but improve me and i love power of evil i think he's great i think if they want to keep him i'd be more than happy but it's i think it's time to start putting some na talent in there we've had some pretty sweet success with speaker i think lost and Sword Art, because we have him for another year, I believe, with the two years. I think that'll be a great combination if he's only gotten better, in my opinion. So I think if we keep them together, synergy only builds, uh, I guess, strength, in my opinion. So I think that's uh, the best way forward, is hopefully they keep everybody together or maybe move the Academy mid, mid later up, even though he might be a little green. So the only, the only contracts that are expiring this year from TSM are uh, Curry's, Peter Zhang's and Bjergsen's. So all all the other players, including their academy 
uh, players are all through 2022 or 2023. In fact, on the LCS side, the the only one on the LCS side that is through 2023 is lost. Um, the others are 2022. So, um, I I don't so I don't necessarily think they're staff, Travis. You hate oh, the coaching staff. You're blaming the coaches. Uh, hey, get them out of here. I'm not blaming the coaches. All I'm saying is like if you if you are worried about any contracts not renewing or anything like that or play, teams you know the team losing any of the players uh, the players are fine. It's the coaches that uh, that are are up for renewal. Um, <laughs> but I. Have uh, a question I for... Oh, yeah, sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go for it. I was gonna ask Dodo. In, in same question to you that I asked the caller. In your, if you were GMing your shoes, you know, is this a keep the roster together for the most part, or would you actually be looking to make moves? Because your your goal is supposed to be worlds. Looking at Team Liquid and C9 and Hundred Thieves, all the talent on there. Do you feel like you need an upgrade? Um. Well, the first thing you do when when you don't like make worlds or like when when you fail, like when you don't get out of groups or whatever, you know, you just get to talk to the coaches, talk to, you know, for me, I, I talk a lot with Steve and, and the head coach at the point, and we just think about, okay, so is there a move that we need to make to change a roster first, right? And then we just try to figure out, like, what is our goal, you know, for next year? Like, are we planning on building the strongest roster possible, spend everything we can, you know, you know win worlds? And we try to figure out how can we, what was the weakness? What was the problem this year? You know, who can we replace or who can we, you know, support more to make things better for the team? And, and as for TSM, you know, I, I honestly thought they played pretty well against the C9 uh, series. I, 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 I thought Lost was actually playing pretty well. You know, I thought, you know, Speaker was playing out of his mind, you know, but, you know, there, you, you can't really tell from an outsider perspective on like who the problem is going to be, right? Like there, there's a bunch of things that goes inside. So, you know, I, I can't really say like this, replace this player and then I think TS will be better at Gore Worlds. So, but I think Speaker, for sure, I think he, he's the strongest point. Um, and I think Lost, you know, you, a lot of people think he's the weakest link, but I thought he played pretty well uh, in, in the series, so. You know, that's my point. Do you? Yeah. Do you, oh, go ahead, Mark. I was going to say, on the dive, I was saying, like, it's kind of funny how much of a failure of the year is deemed based off the fact that they lost a pretty close game five, you know? Like, they could have 3 won that or 3 0 that series if they didn't throw. I forget which game it was that they threw kind of hard, you know? And it's like, maybe you do run it back. It wasn't that far off. Do you? I think the other question I, I, I have. Go ahead. Sorry, but I think TSM definitely played super well. I think C9 was just able to play and hold on to. I think they just will win a lot more. I don't. I don't. I think there was a EU. I don't know if this is like just perks or like just G2 in general, but I think whenever you play against you know perks or G2, you know whenever we play against them too, like we are always like you know like you know these guys don't fucking give up. You know, like they always find like the most crazy way to come back on the game, and you make one mistake. Like they just snatch that and you just you just fucking lose. So it's like I, maybe maybe Perks had a big you know saying like when he was in G two, but like he just I think C nine just had like the the resilience to just hold off the game that they were gonna lose like game two, game four, and then they were able to like come back. So they were actually playing. I think it was really close and they were just playing a little bit better. The, the Perks factor. Uh, I I the other question I had for you on that you know it. 
people tend to think about it as, oh, do we replace any of these players or are we, do we like them? Uh, do we think we're okay? But famously, you know, I think TSM replaced Doublelift in part because they wanted to replace Biofrost. And so along those lines, I guess you don't always know who's going to become available. So I actually was having this conversation with somebody recently about the uh, the TL roster because they were they're a huge fan of the TL roster this year, and they're like, man, even if we they bust her out at at groups, like uh, I hope that we don't change this uh, this lineup or whatever. And the it's like, well, okay, there's no weak link on the TL roster. We'll shift it back to TSM just to make sure that there's no awkwardness that you talking about this, but like. If even if you decide there's no weak link in the TSM roster, do you ever just keep your ear out because you're like, hmm, is there like a perks level player that is potentially here? You know, is it like okay, lost didn't look that bad, but let's say some god tier AD comes in, you know, it becomes available who for some reason is you don't have to worry about the import rule or something like that, or you have an amazing top laner and like Huni played great, but like. You're like, this guy could, if we bring him in, he's going to do great. I don't know how much you factor in just what's on the market or who's available during the offseason, even when you feel like maybe your team is doing well. Honestly, like I always do have a eye out of the market all the time because we you never know what's actually going to happen. And I, I do to try to plan not only for next year, but like the year after, you know, and the year after, right? And we always want to see like the potential of like this player, like is he... Is he on the upward swing, downward swing? You know, we, I always try to keep an eye out, you know, not necessarily because I want to replace one of my players, but, you know, I never know who I'm actually going to work with next year or the two years after. I, did, I didn't expect to work with, you know, the roster that I we had in 2018 with like double lift and, you know, pull water X maybe impact. Um, and you know, I, I didn't know I, we were going to make those changes. I didn't know we were going to, you know, change double lift in, in 2020 spring, right? Like, so so we, we just always have an eye out for the market and, and that definitely benefits you in, in the long run. I guess it's an example of like, maybe you think Lost played okay in the in the playoffs, but if Danny becomes on the market, you're like, hey, we can get this like 17 year old rookie uh, who seems to be playing great. That's probably a pretty good example of of something where at least maybe you're considering it um, in, a, in a different yeah. way, even if you think Lost did fine. And, and always, always, and this is what actually uh, Kane told me a long time ago when we we're coaching. When, when when you have five players, even though there is they're all strong players, they have they're playing really well. There's always gonna be that one player that you're gonna try to blame on. There's always gonna be a scapegoat, and and people will always try to find the weakest link. Uh, of the player and and that, that's not necessarily because the, you know they're they're bad players but you know it just kind of naturally becomes that way where you just try to find the weakness of the team you know and, and i i thought you know always you know we just had all the teams you just have to find you try to find like a scapegoat and i don't think um the teams themselves shouldn't you know, really look too hard on on that part you know it's like all you know speculation from outside so yeah Good. Well, hey, caller, thank you so much for the call. Uh, I don't, if if your basic premise is this year was not a failure for TSM, I I disagree. And it sounds like you even kind of disagree. But uh, at, at the very least, perhaps you're just happy they went out swinging. That's probably a good way of putting it, yeah? A fa failure in, like, they didn't get to Worlds, yeah. But they finally did, like, they were aggressive, and that's what everyone's been wanting them to do for 
God knows how long. Well, do you have anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller? Uh, I'd like to... Nothing really. Uh, shout out to the Odd Squad. Uh, group of good dudes. Uh, nothing real else. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, shout out to Alienware, I guess. Thank you so much for calling. No Catch problem. You Thank you. See ya. All right. Off, off goes... Mar it's so funny, Dodo. For some reason... The Discord noises more than anything else comes through your microphone. I'm not sure why, but uh, cool. it's yeah. yeah. My stuff is disabled. I don't hear noises of people leaving and joining the the channel. Let me just double check. But I'm in streamer mode, so it's not I'll a big just, deal. Yeah, maybe you just disable those noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to some folks who have subbed. Thank you to. We're here. Oh, never mind. Mark was very quick this time. Uh, no boat is here. No boat. Where are you calling from? I'm from. I'm calling from Columbia, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. What uh, What do you want to talk about on the show? I want to talk about how uh, Riot deciding to push worlds over to Europe just shows how little they care about North American NA um, and whether or not we're even going to get a worlds in the next like two years even. Okay. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that? Take a bit. Yeah. So uh, kind of watching it and uh, I haven't actually got to see worlds in uh, NA yet, but um, whenever we had the coronavirus and uh, we were supposed to get worlds this year, but they decided to uh, do worlds again in China. And then again, we're getting it to where I feel like if Riot wanted to be fair towards all the regions that they would ship uh, worlds to NA rather than Europe, because technically this year we were supposed to have it. And it shows two years in a row that Riot has basically overlooked NA in terms of uh, whether or not we actually get to have it, um, which is kind of, I don't know if unfair is the correct word or not, but it shows that they really just would rather have good viewership and um, showing having it in China rather than actually just sticking to what they said with, with it being every, every single year is a different major region. Are you, are you at all, what do you think of COVID and fa that factoring into the equation? Uh, other, well, I mean, we did it in China last year, right? in the height of the pandemic, we, we were able to have a, uh, what, I what I like to think of as a, as a quality world um, last year in China in the middle of the pandemic. So I don't see why we wouldn't be able to do it here as well. Uh, I, true. Uh, my understanding is that the, the COVID cases are very different in, in the US. I'm not sure what, what they are in China right now, or even, I, I think they're getting worse in Europe as well. If I saw the, if I saw the uh, article that like, EU or uh, UK has like 50,000 COVID cases a day or 30,000 COVID cases a day. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, the, the, the important thing to remember here, because I think as Americans, we oftentimes like think of Europe as one, as if the same way we think of the United States as if it's one country, but it's actually a situation where there's a ton of different situations that are going on in all these different countries, different rules around I mean, I think a lot of them share similar visa situations because of the, the Schengen stuff. This is ignorant uh, American guy talking, but but you can certain countries. It's I think not as bad as other countries. For instance, they were able to do MSI in Iceland earlier this year, uh, just because of what state that that country was in. Whereas I don't know if they would have, you know, they would not have been able to do it in the U.S. during that time. So I think it's uh, that's the important thing to think about here is that there's a lot of different 
scenarios going on in, in Europe right now that they can say like, okay, well, maybe case rate is relatively low in, in France and they allow us to do like a big stadium event. So maybe we'll do something there versus what's going on in Germany, et cetera. Yeah, I admit that I uh, I thought this take was going in a different direction. That's maybe my fault for, for not realizing. But I feel like my concern as a North American fan would be that the reason the China event is not happening here this year is because there presumably would be some concerns about having in-person events still uh, if it wasn't China. That was my assumption of like why it's going to Europe is because if it's going to be a like kind of no fan event anyways, and they already gave that one to China last year, this was supposed to be like the, hey, China, you get fans one, but COVID's worse than they thought. This is pure speculation. I have no fucking inside sources. I don't talk to anyone about uh, logistics stuff, but I understood it as like, hey, when next time we go to China, we want it to be the big shit. And like, it's not the big shit this year. So let's keep the cycle going. Um, So Fion... Okay. So that, that's what I assumed, and Europe is probably in a better space for getting people in the country. As as you said, it depends on the, the visas, depending on which country you're actually talking about. Um, but I saw in the Reddit thread some people saying that there were some, some relatively easy ones about like tourism being for three months or something and not being too bad. Uh, and the United States, obviously, with the fact that we just canceled finals for New Jersey, doesn't feel like Riot's very confident about having it here. And so you're basically as Korea or... Well, that, that begs Europe. the question, is is China getting a Worlds next year when we were supposed to get a Worlds again? Yeah, so that's the that's that, bigger that's question. You were ang- that's why I thought this call was about was being angry about what this probably means for next year. That That is what I'm angry about, is is that when are we actually going to get a Worlds if we keep shipping Worlds off to another region over and over and over again, trying to get China the best one, then going to Europe instead, and what happens next year if COVID's still happening and are is is china going to get it again is korea going to get it again are we not going to get a world in the next five ten years well first off i don't know if it'll be five to ten years but i am worried about the next two or three i think here's my concern if i am riot i'm just like oh dear god because i feel like every region can make a great argument for why they deserve worlds I don't know, next year or or the year after or something, right? Like China was supposed to have this crazy 10-year anniversary, huge worlds that was going to sp- showcase all the different locations that they have, all these different cities. You go to all this stuff. And quite frankly, like China is the place where esports, at least in league, is biggest right now from viewership perspectives, from team perspectives, from infrastructure. And it's not close either. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on a whole nother level. And you have the majority of your fans there. And so, like, China can make a great case for saying, like, hey, you promised us that we would get a, a real Worlds, and here it is in 2021, you're not giving us. NA hasn't had Worlds since 2016. I think they we, we were supposed to get Worlds last year based off of the cycle of the four, but then they were like, oh, we're going to give China one and for tenure, because I think they wanted to give a lot uh, tenure. So now NA has a great reason. If you give EU it this year but it's like a shitty one where there's no audience allowed and like maybe it's mostly taking place in iceland again or something who knows then like europe can be like what the hell when are we getting ours and then just korea sitting over there being like hello we are korea uh where's our world so it's like i i feel for riot even the na part of me is like holy shit they better fucking give us our worlds next year because 
I'll, I think it, the region needs a little bit of a influx of hype and lifeblood for our League of Legends esports. Not that it's dead or anything like that, but like that having worlds here could do a huge th- amount of work for all sorts of stuff. You know, even when you're filling out staples in Madison Square Garden and all that stuff. But the other part of me is just like, oh my god, can you imagine being at Riot and having to make one of these impossible decisions on where Worlds is supposed to be for the next next year and the the year after and all that stuff? It's like if you tell NA, sorry, you didn't get it in 2020 or 2021 or 2022 when you're supposed to have it based off rotation in 2020. I would, I would probably riot at that yeah, point. Yeah, holy shit, people are gonna lose their minds, including me. So like, it's just such a fucked situation um i think that they'll probably leverage msi is my best guess i bet you they somehow try to leverage msi to be like hey for instance na you're not getting worlds but we're going to give you msi and we're going to go to multiple cities for msi and it's going to be like a big msi or something i don't know uh but i'm so curious how this goes i don't know dodo if you have any opinions on this stuff no i mean i I hope i hope that's your plan sounds great Travis. but i think yeah i i'm at the same boat, worrying that, you know, we might not get like a world's event anytime soon. Um, I mean, like I was super bummed that when we couldn't go to, you know, the finals this week, you know, we were, we should, be in, we should have been in New Jersey, you know, in like three days, but you know, it's, it's just how it is with COVID. And, you know, I, I'm sure Riot didn't just make this decision lightly, you know, they probably had like a bunch of meetings and then they just had, had like multiple pressure from everywhere. And especially them having to cancel China you know, like it's 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 huge. So it's like, and you know, I mean, like Riot's probably gonna come up with an announcement. Like this is all speculation, but you know, it's, you know, they they're gonna come up with an announcement. You know, probably soon. You know, I'm assuming, uh, and you know, we'll see how it it pans out. But you know, I, you know, as an NA fan as well, you know, I, I definitely want some kind of event happening in NA too. Well, it's so funny because you have to. That announcement must be one of the most difficult things for Riot to figure out how to word because you have to clearly there are reasons why they felt like they couldn't do it in china i mean fion was tweeting about how it's very difficult he wrote it's very difficult currently to get everyone to china including production and teams to fully deliver on the vision they have for worlds and i i know there was a brief period of time where it was looking like i might try to go to worlds and the in china this year and the amount of paperwork and all that stuff to just hopefully get through you know, I, I can imagine it might be difficult, but I also I think it's really difficult for Riot to explain. It's a bit of a different situation saying, hey, the U.S. makes it really difficult to, to get people in right now versus perhaps saying China makes it really difficult. So I'm so curious to see what the wording is on this stuff. And I'm very curious to see how they because to to the caller's point, to everyone's point the number one question from NA fans will be like, but what about us next year? And so I feel like they have to say something, but I can't imagine can, they have four weeks to figure this shit out. I'm sure they are focused on worlds right now. They are almost certainly not going to give us any kind of answer on what's happening next year. So it's just such a clusterfuck. I don't know. I'm very curious, but yeah, by the way, caller, I, I totally agree with you. Like they, they better do some good shit for North America because I think any fans are going to start to get 2018. And if I don't get to go to world, I'm going to be so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should just offer any NA fan a free trip to China next year. If they want to, to go funny story. Uh, so in 2016 worlds, I 
wasn't living in LA, but I was like nearby, I could go to it. And I, I, I think someone was like, hey, do you want to go to the world finals? And I was like, nah, I'll just watch it home and I'll, I'll, I'll go next time. Because the first year I was, I was working in the broadcast, I'll be like, I'm sure I'll, I'll get to go to one in the NA anytime, you know, within the next couple of years, you know, three or four years, whatever. I'll just go next time. I would love to go back and tell me like, bro, go to that fucking finals. Uh, uh, it's not even, you know what the thing is, it's like finals is fun, but I, it's for me when it was in an a, it was so fun to go from like SF to Chicago, to New York, to LA and have that experience of all like touring all these different cities for, with all esports and meeting the fans in all these different places. And like, as an NA person, getting and I, by the way i wish that they hopefully will include the next time they do it in world's a location in canada but it's so fun to be able to pull the the spirit of the the region in and the cities they're in into all these different world stops so i don't know but i'm i'm with you no but i hope this works out um for north america and i'm really worried about the decisions they're going to be forced to make and by the way there's a lot of reasons to focus on other regions not north america right now um as as much as I want them to. So I'm kind of nervous about where they're going to go with this. Uh, either way, Nobo, thanks so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, Yeah. Uh, uh, Alienware, Game Fuel, all the cool things with that. Uh, shout out to all my homies that are watching. Appreciate you guys coming and hanging out. Um, and then follow me on Twitch if you want. Uh, Nobo, N-O-B-0-A-T. Thank you, Nobo, for the call. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one. Okay, we're taking a quick break, speaking of Alienware, to talk about Alienware. Uh, you might see above Dodo's head the word Alienware right next to a training facility. There we go. Look how beautiful it is. Uh, it is awesome to be partnered with Alienware. And Team Liquid was able to make finals. And honestly, I don't know if that team would be even making worlds if it wasn't for Alienware sponsoring them. I mean, I'm not legally allowed to say uh make big statements about what kind of performance these alienware computers and and monitors and everything do for for team liquid because i don't there's no clinical evidence but who knows who knows if they'd even be going to worlds we might have a very sad dodo on right now well i guess maybe he'd have dodged it if it was the something something else training facility okay uh so either way if you want to go to worlds just like Team Liquid is doing. I don't know where I'm going with this. Alienware.com slash Travis. Uh, code Travis save 10 Q or yeah, save 10 Q3 or maybe it's 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 in the description. Okay. We changed it recently. Uh, but I'll also uh, drop that link into the Twitch chat right now. Thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring us. Um, I, I might be, for all I know, going to Europe soon. And if that's the case, it will literally be financed by Alienware. Um, it's a, it's great to have a partner like them on because I, you know, in a month from now, I might have to hop on a plane or get some last minute tickets to Europe and stay in some hotel or something. And uh, I'm not worried about that uh, financially at the very least because Alienware support is able to make something like that happen for me. So thank you so much to Alienware. We love them. Go check out their amazing products. Um, and I, I appreciate their support of the show so much. All right, Mark, you want to grab the next caller? Yeah. Off he goes. Thank you to Relin1, Shin Shiniba, Darth Nomi, Sally Zar, 
Sandy Toes, I love you, chat, for 44 months. Real Foxy gifted a sub to Teal Happenstance, a Lermo, a Zarin, a Purple Ray Q for 35. And Fez is here. Fez, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Gulf Shores, Alabama. Alabama, you welcome back to the show. You've been on before, yes? Yes, I have. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, what I want to talk about tonight is that I think 100 Thieves will win the LCS this weekend due to their big improvements in the playoffs and just a slew. The team's just always astro- the other team's always underestimating them, essentially. And plus, I think their next match against C9, C9 was pretty shaky in their series versus TSM, even with TSM's draft blunders that they had in a couple games. Do you, so do just, you to have... get, just to get this... Get this right. You're talking about the weekend, just the Saturday, right? Not the Sunday match. No, I think they're going to beat you guys too this weekend. Oh, okay. That's a hot take. Core, Core is pissed. He showed up to mean mug you for thinking that. Yes, exactly. He, he heard. You. He heard you, dude. Yeah. Well, I think I think they just learned a lot in the series that they played against you guys. And although I think when they do face TL again, that TL will be will apparently take it more seriously, according to Jensen's interview with. Uh, Travis earlier, but I still think that uh, 100 Thieves was saving some stuff for this weekend. Doro, you were saying you feel like people underrated 100 Thieves, and Mark, you were saying people have been disrespecting 100 Thieves. So clearly, you know, this caller agrees with you guys, and that's why he's so confident in them. That's true. Dodo's predicting 100 Thieves to beat his own team. Yes, that's that's the takeaway. (laughs) 3-0, yeah, it's, it's over. <laughs> um, okay, well, Mark, before we throw to Dodo to defend uh, his, his team's honor, what do you think? Does does How's 100T looking versus C9 and then maybe potentially uh, TL if they can get past C9? Uh, 100T versus C9, I think... I was talking with this ale about this on the dive. We both kind of like... Your head says 100 Thieves. I think... Watching playoffs, watching the majority of summer, 100 Thieves looks like the better team, but it's just really hard to not to, to, to count out C9 and think they're going to lose. Um, even that TSM series, you know, we talked about how maybe they should have lost. Their early game still looks pretty sus. Um, and I think even some of their players are talking about that afterwards. And 100 Thieves early game looks really good. They, they are arguably the, the best early game team, depending on, uh, you know, how, how you want to posit that. Like, you can make that case. And so it makes it scary as a matchup. Um, so I think 100 Thieves is favored against C9. I am pulling up this tweet right now. Uh, I'm not going to show it on, on screen because it takes too long. So yesterday, a, a person who was just on the screen tweeted, first seed TL, second seed T- 100T, third seed C9. Happened in 2018 and will happen again. Uh, so he's, he, uh, Core J believes 100T will make it to the finals. I don't know. So that's certainly, it's happened then, but I, I feel like much more recently than that, we have seen a TLC9 finals. And here's what I will say no disrespect to TL, no disrespect to C9, but going into uh, this playoffs, and especially, you know, as, as things were progressing in the beginning of it, I was like, oh, shit, maybe this is the year everything's different in North America. You know, in Europe, we saw finals that didn't have G2 or Fnatic during spring. 
And over here, perhaps we'll see a, a finals that doesn't include any of the 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 big three. But now I'm just going to go back and rely on what almost always happens, which is we'll see TLC9 playing in finals against each other. A classic matchup of either you know TLC9 or TSM mixing it up in the finals. We've seen it a million times in spring and summer. So I kind of feel like based off historical precedent, which I know uh, is not Mark's favorite type of analysis, and he's looking disgusted right now. Uh, I I predict that the narrative will will, will tell me that we're going to see C9 and TL in the finals. That's where I think it's going to go. Don't know. Who do you uh, think is winning between those two? My perspective is pretty close, but I, I, I agree with 100 Thieves. You know, I agree with Marks because I think, first of all, I think, you know, 100 Thieves, like I said, is more consistent in the day, you know, in our own experience as well. You know, they put us to the test a lot more um, and they have a lot more flexibility, you know, in their play style and, and champion pool. Um, and at the same time, I think, I hope, you know, Reaper working with C9 for so long, they, he knows how, you know, even the players change a little bit. He knows he has a good plan for playing against C9. I hope so. Um, so I feel like 100Ds is a slightly better team currently based off of uh, our play against them in, in the playoffs. So I would say, you know, 100Ds will play 100Ds on Sunday. Here's the thing. Play. Here's the thing, Dodo. Um, back when I used to, you know, when I, when I saw Perks play on G2, this is a guy who like, he would just never give up. You never saw G2 give up. That team just would, even when they're about to lose a game, they would just pull off some clutch, especially in these big moments. And so for me, I think Hunter T will put up a great fight, but just from knowing Perks and seeing what he's been able to do with C9 and seeing the same thing from G2, it's hard for me to imagine that that doesn't happen uh, this this weekend. That's why you're wrong. Um, okay, so uh, you you guys both think 100T will be facing Team Liquid. Uh, so Dodo, I'm pretty confident that you expect TL to then beat 100T, so we don't need to spend too much time on that, especially because you probably won't tell us how you'll do that because um, Papa Smithy's in the chat. But Mark, uh, how do you think that that match is going to go? Um, I think TL is the best team in playoffs right now, but I do think that series that they played was interesting. I don't know who gleaned more from it because it did feel like both teams could have even won Game Five. I I don't want to. I don't know how. Dodo and the rest of the team feel about that Tom Kench pick, uh, but I definitely hated it and it made it really. Jensen did not like game. it. I asked Jensen him about did. it and he's like, "Yeah, you know, Jensen." I I was like, "So what's up with that Tom Kench pick in the interview?" And he's like, "You know, uh, I think it was just a thing where we realized that uh, we could do this." But he's like, "But in my mind, Tom Kench doesn't do much, so I was a little, little surprised by it too." Or something. I'm paraphrasing, but very clearly, he did not agree with the Tom. Yeah. Kench okay. Because I mean, if you go back and watch that game, there's a play where like Santorin's getting jumped on, and like he actually survives it on his own with like his alt and stuff. And Tom Kench is just standing next to him the whole time, like ready to devour him if he needs it. Yes. And then he'll go and get two kills in that fight, anyways. I'm like, God, just imagine if they had a support who actually did anything. Yeah. How hard they would have ran that fight over. 
Yeah. And like you could argue like, oh, the posturing made them scared to kill Santoro. It's like also if you just had a real support, you know. And then the next three or four fights, all that happens is Core JJ eats Santoro and then dies. And then finally they win a fight where, you know, he actually went in at the right time. Like, yeah, there were, there were instances where it did do things, but I'm just like, man, this may be one of the best players in North America playing Tom Kench and just nut-hugging Santorin ready to eat him. Uh, I, I'm, I'm waiting for, for Core JJ to show up at the window again and, and mean bug you for, <laughs> for trash talking his Tom I mean, Kench pick. So on that point, you know, like, I think there's draft adaptations that TL can make. Look at that situation. Maybe there's another pick they would have gone and stuff. But I also think the same thing's true for 100 Thieves, where at game one, I hated their draft. Uh, like this like really safe snowballing thing and i was like you guys got to play more early game you got to play more aggressive and then, of course game two they come out with diana aurelia and it looks a lot better so i think when these teams match up it'll be cool because i think there's enough learnings for both teams to actually change up their game plans a little bit like okay you know at least based off this series the game plan was weak side someday it wasn't like tsm where they tried to contest him they just left someday on an island and gave him Orn, you know, what? what's our best plan for Orn? And I, I think both teams have a lot of game planning that they're able to do. Um, and it does actually make the series... Like, I don't think the same shit's going to happen as in this series. So I, I do favor TL a little bit. Um, I think that it's easier to be like, here's the Orn shit, here's what we want to do into it. Uh, and it, it worked well enough last time, what they did. Um, and as well as the fact that TL could have 3-1 that series. I mean, they had a 12 fucking thousand gold lead. And they, they dropped a fight. Uh, <laughs> Don't make Dodo relive that moment. Uh, how, how was uh, the team? But the, the team was actually pretty tilted after that. You know, as in, you know, some of them were more just like, you know, th there's different kind of tilt, right? Like there's angry tilt and there's like silent tilt. You know, the team was pretty tilted. Alfari was actually furious. He was like, he was, he was like super mad. And he, he was go going into like third game. Guys, I, you know, take this anger to beat these guys like take this take this you know fierce anger to you know just just shit on them you know and then you know it's right about we, we were we were pretty uh you know tilted after that another question that's totally random and off topic but like we had the, the cam on you guys during one of your you know huddles after and people were just staring at the camera was cold just and you like just off screen from the camera or did ben convince you guys to stare into the camera uh, ben, well, the production Ben had a talk is secretly, and then and then we, we just stared at the camera. Okay, I was like, I was losing my shit on the analyst desk trying to talk about the series. You guys are staring at us, and I'm like, Don't, aren't you guys prepping? Like, why did you? What are you doing? We're just intimidating the the opponents. You know, they're also watching the screen, like looking at us, right? <laughs> I, I was mean, gonna was say you guys are wasting moment. time. I'm gonna switch to to spec, you know, thinking you guys will lose in the finals if that's the thing. But now I'm realizing it was mind games, so you guys are playing next level. That's crazy. Papa Smithy says they weren't even watching, so uh, it seems like that that strategy failed. Perhaps, perhaps you lost. You lost to a team that wasn't even prepping between games. How does yeah. it feel? <laughs> you know, the funny funny thing is, like, we were actually in the between games. We were in the actually in the, the, the rooms, and then we just wanted to go outside, get some air. And then like Ben brought like frisbees, the things to throw, throw, <laughs> so we could just have fun during like the, the break. So I mean like, you know, like it is a serious series that we should be prepping at, but at the same time, it's, I think it's good just resetting, having some fun. L you know, literally just... a for fun region, by the way, just for, if anybody has ever had any doubt, Dodo's out there Born playing the frisbee with drinking people. a beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Well, um, great. Anyway, 
Uh, based off everything Dota just said, I'm switching my vote. I do think 100T will come through, and then I do think they'll win final. So thank, thank you, Fez, uh, for the info. Is there anything you want to shout out, Fez, before we uh, go on to our next caller? I want to shout out the imports in the LCS because I feel like they get a lot of shit and they get, they get a lot the of money. Out. Well, yeah, they get that too. But, you know, I think that everybody is in this craze for North American talent. And sometimes I really appreciate TL's like trials with Alfari. Like, I really thought that was done and dusted. But I, I have to say, at least as a 100 Thieves fan, that TL turned it around and i did not expect it so congrats to them so far Very good. well thank Thanks. you so thank you so much fez for the call and uh we'll catch you next time thank you all right off mark goes to grab the next caller thank you everyone for the scam train help uh speaking of that thank you to uh donardo for 10 months dasher 7777 uh acam liberated kanoke and inscrutable for the four months we got tom solo mid here tom solo mid where are you calling from i'm calling from long island long island back, I th you've back been on after recently. last week yeah what was, was, I mean, what was your back. call last week was it about tsm <laughs> yeah it was didn't you uh, it, it was, was it was the I one where to, i had to say to to peter dunn that he was he was undeserving of coach of the split that's to his face right. that's right oh, wait, right after you yours joined. i thought yours was the one where i was arguing about tsm not what? I thought was that not you? Nope, I I didn't get on last week. No, who you're thinking. Of, I know, I know who you're thinking of. You're thinking of the caller where you were like, "This take is OP actually TSM boring." OPTSM fan. Sorry, sorry. There's yeah, two yeah. TSM fan names. OPTSM fan and Tom Solomid. My you bad. You heard it My here bad. first. There are only two TSM fans. Yeah. Now after yesterday, you guys have a lot of accounts for two people. Yes. Yeah. Um. um. <laughs> Tom Solomid. Okay. So that's right. I remember you. It wasn't last week. It was the week before because we had Peter. Yeah. Dunham yeah. And. Yeah, but what uh, what is your take this time? So my take is that TSM kind of got screwed out of uh, the third world spot. Um, so basically, um, even though TSM got first in the regular season, oh. they got the overall more difficult playoff bracket to play through. Like even Alfari tweeted out yesterday saying that if they were on the other side of the bracket, they would have probably made worlds. This isn't necessarily hindsight either because people like Parth and Santorin were even like, you know, tweeting about this there was a little controversy before um the playoffs started specifically with the whole hundred thieves playing their academy roster against evil geniuses which kind of you know may have influenced who got third place which again it's not really hundred thieves fault for that because like it's the brackets fault for that so um and this even gets worse if hundred thieves lose to c9 on saturday because if 100 Thieves lose to C9, this playoffs, they would have beaten one-fifth or sixth-place team in Evil Geniuses, then lost to TL and C9, which is the same exact record that TSM has right now. They beat a fifth-slash-sixth-place team, but lost to C9 and TL. One of the ways you could have prevented this is through dynamic reseeding, but I understand that there are a lot of issues with this, and Mark, I believe that you were talking I was gonna a lot ask. about it. I was going to ask, Mark has been the most vocal uh I, I opponent just, and so i'm i'm so, just curious like tom did you know that mark was pulling you in here just so that he could assassinate you live on air i did also that was only half my take the other okay. half the take was was like i understand that there are issues with dynamic reseeding so i would have liked to see a gauntlet that ran parallel 
with playoffs so that the sixth through third place team would have been like you have fifth and sixth play each other then the winner of that plays the fourth place team then the winner of that plays the third place team for um for the third world spot this would push back like instead of only winning one series for the first and second place they would need to win two series and then like uh third through six we need to win three etc so you, and you want this to run concurrently and also you only mentioned six teams do you do you also mean seven and eight or no 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 they wouldn't make uh there were that's right, probably so, too many games okay so let's let's ignore sorry but the the second half of the the, the topic with the format suggestions i tend to just kind of zone out on those because they're, they're probably not going to happen i understand there's a lot of different formats that you can make and they're going to have different advantages and disadvantages so i don't I won't go too too much on that part, but I'm definitely down to talk about the first half of the take. Um, but before I do, I want to hear Dodo, your opinion. Did is TSM actually the third strongest team, and did they get screwed? I don't think so. Wait, how could they be? Because you, if they're the third strongest team, you guys both think Hunter T is the second strongest team, and they're going to make finals over C9. And if TSM just lost to C9, then there's... So, so I guess I should have already known the answer before I asked Dota, but I just wanted it stated, you know, clearly or yeah. whatever. Pick his brain to make sure. Do yeah, you... Do so you I, sorry, as... Go ahead, Dota. No, no, I, I didn't think so. I mean, obviously, the, the dynamic seating could have been better. You know, who, who, who knows? But, like, honestly, this is better than what we had in, you know, the years before where it was, it was just a single elimination playoffs. You know, we we have double play, uh, double elimination. You know, and you know they have they have multiple chances this time. You know, to make worlds. And I, I think yes, you know, their their side of the you know the playoff seating could have been difficult. But you never know. Maybe you know TL you know, never made it. TL, maybe TL was never strong. You know, and we we were falling apart in the inside, and we maybe we were weaker. You know? So so you never know going to playoffs. So I I think it's just really hard to tell you know yeah do you I, I have to so. sorry mark before you grab and go into your your rant i was gonna ask do you have to do, if 100t beats c9 this weekend does it definitively prove that the tsm was not the third best team and that they didn't get screwed by it my two cents is that like matchups still matter even in, in close matchups so like there's a world where C9 beats 100 Thieves, but TSM still would have lost 100 Thieves in theory. But like that's starting to get pretty into the weeds, and like it'll just make you sound salty that you're wrong if you say that. So like I don't really care. I mean, if if C9 beats 100 Thieves, I mean I would say that they probably clearly ramped up over the course of the playoffs, which happened to TSM themselves last year when they lost to Golden Guardians in the first round and beat them in the second. Like playoffs is weeks long; people improve, but that's neither here here or there really. So I wouldn't get too far into the weeds if if. 100 Thieves beats them, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, TSM was never good. If TSM or if C9 beats 100 Thieves, let's go with, yeah, TSM got robbed, even though you don't even know how that matchup would have gone. TSM versus 100. I think if you asked all the LCS team, actually, before going into playoffs, I think it, w it was pretty sure that 100 Thieves was the the second strongest team going into playoffs. You know, I, I think, you know, throughout the whole regular season, they were strong. They were playing good going into playoffs. We thought they were they were a strong team, so I, I feel like if, even if you know they chose their opponents, I, I feel like you know TSM would have you know, chose 
if they had to play against us or 100 Thieves, they probably chose us. Dodo, who did the team, because you, you said that people would have mostly said 100T was the second best. Who, who would have said is the best? TSM? Um, I, I guess, like, not definitely first, but, like, it, it was, like, 100 Thieves and, you know, TSM or C9, yeah. Can I just add something real quick? Yeah, go for but it. If there was dynamic reseeding, TSM uh, would have chosen Evil Geniuses, not 100 Thieves. Well, not reseeding. Could have. You mean yeah. selection? Because by reseeding, yeah. what happened would actually still happen. Um, but by right. by opponent selection, they probably would have picked EG. Um, my apologies we don't know for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure. Um, so, anyways, my so here's the thing. I love just poking at things. I actually don't have a strong opinion on this in in my heart of hearts. Like, if you want a dynamic reseeding or you want um, si uh, first playoff buy to to get to be able to pick who they play. Fair enough. I don't. I don't really care. Um, but what I will say is that a lot of the arguments that people make kind of can be defeated by their own logic quite easily, and that's why I started tweeting about later on uh, in, in a snarky way because it's Twitter. And I don't want to be a dickhead, but um, so the argument that you know the regular season didn't do a good job seeding the bracket. You know, that's basically what you're saying, right, Tom? That like, well, EG is actually stronger, and TSM got screwed. Or EG is actually weaker, and TSM got screwed by four or five being stronger than three, right? Yeah. So why do you think first is actually first? If you don't um, believe the regular season did a good job seeding four, five, and three, why do you think it did a good job seeding one and two? But couldn't I just say like, then what's the point of a regular season? Yeah, you can go that far if you want to take to that logical extreme. But I'm just pointing out in this situation, your your logic, like the logic that it didn't do a good job here in a vacuum can apply to the whole bracket i, I do so, agree with that so yeah so my point would be why are we giving the first seed they already have a buy they already have side select through the entire tournament they already are in upper brackets so they get to skip all this they have as many advantages they have more advantages than anyone else in the entire bracket because they have side select the entire way through even though you know people say oh there's no difference between one and two seed well there is if they go head to head you get you get side select so in a vacuum, they already have the most. And, you, and you're and you arguing to give them even more power. And my point is, well, based off the logic you just used, you can't even guarantee that they were the best. They got lucky. They got lucky there first seed because TL and C9 imploded. They weren't actually ever the best in the regular season, were they? Or was TL just, as Dodo said, never able to play with their starting lineup and they had to change coaches and one of their players had migraines and stuff, right? Yeah, I, I understand that. But also, like, to go along... Because I want to bring it back to like the hundred thieves playing their academy roster. Because well, like, let, let me let me give you one more point before we get into that. Because that that's yeah. a different discussion and one I think doesn't quite. It's a it's a different angle. And part did tweet mm -hmm. about that part too. But the yeah. final thing I'll say is people always say, oh well, it, it's best of ones a problem. Then I got a lot of comments on my my thing about how oh well, best of ones are the problem. Then they don't accurately represent the 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 strength of teams. Which that's another can of worms. But what I'll say is. Best of ones had nothing to do with what happened to TL. Do you think TL with Armeo and Jenkins in best of two or best of three would have suddenly won them way more fucking games? No offense to those players, but like, aren't the issues that they were struggling with and why they were dropping games not because of best of ones? There's no, and this is, this is my thesis, there is no regular season that will account for the total variety of things that can happen over the course of the season, and then see the playoff bracket that happens months later. There's, there's, it's impossible. Teams will slump. Teams will peak. People will get benched. People will quit. People will vomit on their keyboards and get sick. 
or get migraines or wait who vomited the, on their it, keyboard no one i just made that one up but okay. like things things will happen and teams will slump and peak and valley in different points of the season. Metas will change. That's a great point that someone put in chat. You know, like, <laughs> Core JJ says me. me. First time chat from a viewer. Core JJ admits <laughs> Core... to throwing up on his keyboard. Yes. <laughs> um, so my point, ultimately, Tom, is that if you... The, the, the point is that there's no such thing as a perfect way to see the system. It does not exist. Something will always go wrong, potentially. If your first seed gets to select their opponent, there's a world where your first seed actually sucks. It could have been us in 2015. We were, we were, if if this playoff format existed in 2015, we're Christmas Worlds, and I was the coach in summer. We would have select, we were first seed, but we had to pick TSM because there was no reseeding in the bracket. I would have picked Tip. I would not have fucking picked TSM and gotten our shit pushed in by them, and then had to play the third, fourth place match. I would have picked Tip and made finals, and then we would have sent Curse to Worlds that year instead of C9 if this bracket thing was combined. You know. Wait, Mark, would you have gotten Can't to pick? It, yeah, we were first. We got first no, in the regular I'm saying season. You would have picked. Would you, Mark Zimmerman, have gotten to pick in 2015? Yeah, it was a huge. I was one of the coaching staff. We all would have picked Tip. No one gotcha. would have. I know. I was just teasing about. I didn't know. I didn't know. Dude oh. was laughing. So is this a joke about you unilaterally getting to choose uh, a different team? Yeah, Sorry, continue sure. your point. Great joke. Uh, yeah, I, I just mean that, like, there's no guarantee. I don't think we deserved Worlds by the time we lost playoffs, is my point. And so this could have easily been the situation with TSM, where they pick EG, and they're, you're right, they're a weaker opponent, but maybe TSM's not actually the fourth best. Even if TS, even if EG is the fifth strongest team, TSM could still have been the fourth and picked them, and then we sent a weaker team to Worlds. You don't know. And that's why a lot of this hindsight, trying to figure out... No, TSM's actually the, the third strongest, and they had to lose to the the, the, the second and, and first, but they dodged the fourth and the fifth. You start, like, wrapping your head in circles when it's reality. Like, you guys could only beat Immortals in playoffs. Couldn't, couldn't, you didn't play the other two teams. Who knows what would have happened? But what happened was you could only beat Immortals. Uh, caller, I know Mark just had a very impassioned speech. Uh, you did have one other thing you wanted to mention, so I'll I'll throw you out the other part of this conversation if you'd like. Um, I, I honestly agree with most of your points there. It's just like I have to ask, what is the point of the regular season then? To give time for teams to hit their peaks if they can, to to gel together. I think TSM is the team that improved dramatically. If you just had a random tournament at the beginning, um, you know, then like look at how they performed at lock-in or in the early earlier portions of spring you know i think a uh, regular season from a viewership perspective and you can start getting the actual economics and business model and all this stuff it starts getting a very different can of worms than you know to your point about um is mostly a competitive integrity argument that we're having you know um but i would say the point of a regular season is to generally see the bracket well as best as it can while acknowledging that there are faults Mark. and then you just Pick what you're happiest with. If you want, if you want the first seed to have side selection, again, my point is not that I really care, or not side selection, excuse me, opponent selection. If that's the format that everyone agrees is the best, fuck it, sign me up. I don't care. But my point is just that you're gonna. There's always an issue. There's always a potential issue. Mark is wrong, by the way. Uh, regular season, you play 15 weeks of games, three three days a week, not to seed that but to make sure you get rid of that ninth and 10th place team. Okay. We don't want those in our playoffs. Sure. Yeah. We had to be really, really sure. <laughs> we got to get rid of those two. Okay. We get those guys out of playoffs. That's what we're going to spend these 15 weeks on. 
get them out. Um, okay. Tom Solomon, uh, thank you for the call. I, I'm sorry. I know this was a setup. All right. Mark, Mark brought you in here. You know, you didn't know what you were going into, but I did. And I just, I felt bad, but I couldn't stop it. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? No, but I just like to say this is the second time I've been on the show in a row where it's kind of been a sting operation because the first time I had to say to Peter Dunn that uh, he wasn't the coach of the split. And this time I was just being ranted at. I will say the first one was great. It was so nice having you on to to tell that to Peter. It was was incredible. It was a lot of fun. I think Mark also thought this one was a lot of fun, to be clear. I'm not, I don't think that he thought. I don't think I was ranting it. Well, I probably was ranting at you, but I was also just ranting at like this topic as a whole, because it's, uh, it's always, it's always going on and, uh, you know, it's fun. I like ranting. So is Mark just paying him to be on the show? Uh, That is definitely not true whatsoever. You know what? Here's what we'll do. Travis, give him him a game caller. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are the game field victory caller of the night. Hopefully you can wash down any of the, uh, so we don't have the therapy sponsor anymore uh, for this episode, so I can't give you that. But I can give you game field to hopefully cope with what just happened. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll hook you up. If you want to message me on Discord, Tom Solomid, uh, we'll, I'll make sure that you got the information. So thank you for, for the call, and I appreciate it. Will any, do. Any, any shout outs for real, though? Mountain Dew Game Fuel, best uh, energy drink Let's on the market. Go. Thank you so and, uh, much. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Have a yeah, good night, guys. We'll catch you next time. All right. Off Tom Solomid goes. Uh, <laughs> Score JJ still in the chat. I see people see people messaging at him. Regular split exists to find a coach of split, says Core JJ. There you go. Uh, that's why it exists. Thank you, Core JJ. Very, apparently. Uh, uh, regular Regular seasons determined it wasn't Team Liquid staff, unfortunately. Yes, unfortunately. The playoffs, I think. I was talking to somebody about that. I feel like Team Liquid and playoffs, you definitely would have seen them in higher contention. Okay. Thank you to Blaine Blasphemy, Pizza Messiah, Thiggity Thor, Harry Wow, Rico Suave, gifting a sub to Tim, who did, for some reason, despite how much I pay him, does not sub to my channel. Happy or Epi, uh, Pamoya, PD Null gifted a sub to CoreJJ. I'm sure he'll appreciate that. And David, Josh, Ali, and Mr. End for the six months. Okay. Bangs is here. Bangs, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yep. Uh, where, how's the ping these days? Uh, Eight. Feels oh. like it. I, yep. re- I remember it used to, in the glory days, in the beginning, <laughs> it used to be I could get eight if, when I was in Santa Monica. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I want to talk about how TL, C9, and 100 Thieves are the strongest combination of teams NA has ever sent to Worlds so far. Oh, no man, combination of three teams sent to Worlds from NA has been at this level. This is the best 15 players we are sending ever. All three teams are capable of winning a ring. All three teams are capable of playing an aggressive play style. Um, just looking at the teams in the history of our region, uh, what other team has a higher peak than current TL? With Alfari Core, um, C9 with Perks, and TL is looking like the strongest team right now. And even 100 Thieves can push them to five games. So I don't know. Oh boy. Okay. Yep. Well, first off, is this the first time? There's one simple way to to <laughs> double check this. Is this the first time we've sent 12 uh, or as many as 12 import players to Worlds? Because that might be the, imp- the the simplest way to make sure these are the best 15 we've ever had. 
I, I think uh, so. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, Mark, Mark probably knows, but uh, what uh, was it? If it's this the the most the most important players, yeah, because he said this is the best 15 we've ever sent, and I know we're sending only three Native North American players, so it's uh, uh, it's got to be. Last year was TSM only had speak uh, right double lift. double lift, and then we had you guys had tactical, yeah, only. Who was the third team? I can't. Oh, FlyQuest had a couple. They had Solo and Turtle and yeah, no, not them. Yeah, I think I think this is definitely the most. And Biofrost. Oh yeah, he was the support, not yeah. treats. Sorry, brain fart. There was quite no, a few. No. These teams were like jokes, though. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you look were at they our, jokes? Like, they, people team, were pretty hype on TSM last year. I thought. I I know, but like we have like closer. He's playing like one of the best jungles in NA we've seen. We have Abadage, we have Perks, we have Afari, we have CoreJJ. Like, what other three teams in our history has been this strong? Like, you can't name three teams. In the past, you could say we've had like Doublelift and Bjergsen, and I I can't. On one team. Not always on one team. Actually, I think there was a time. They've definitely both been at Worlds on different teams. Uh, but you might have to go all the way back to 2015 right. to do it. No, I actually don't think CLG and TSM ever went together. Europe before. Worlds in 2015, I think, when they both didn't make it out. CLG made CLG no. beat TSM in the finals, and they both oh, went. Oh, you know, you're right, brother. you're right. And it's yeah. I made the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, regardless, whatever. Uh, so let's go into the annual Hotline League call, uh, which we're having early this year, of these are the best three teams we've ever sent to Worlds. Hashtag uh, opium, hashtag copium. Um, okay. It's the truth. It's the truth, yeah. though. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to feed you guys and everyone too much opium, but you know, for me personally, this is the highest chance that TL is going to have going into Worlds. In, in my opinion, with our play style, uh, with the play, uh, with the players that we have, I think you know we can make it far this year and this is the fourth year that tail's going to work i'm not listening i'm not listening i'm not listening i don't hear this dude this is the don't you hear it dodo's been here the entire time since tail started going yeah but here's it's easy okay here's the thing this is not one of those statements where like you you get to say it in a vacuum every year i feel like somebody says the world finals tl 100 thieves the best lineup we've ever had you know like this is the team um and by the way before people call me like a a hater i'm just i am trying so hard to to keep the hopium out of my body sounds like you're a hater just copium man come on no i i think it's fair to i think it's fair to say that if TL plays at their peak. If they don't reach semis, it's a choke in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, right, Dodo? Semis are bust? It's a failure. If you don't win Worlds, it's a failure. I would, <laughs> I would say fuck uh, out loud if we, if we lose the finals. <laughs> okay, so you, so you guys can make finals, but not... And you know what, Dodo? You're just showing to me what I've always heard, which is that NA just doesn't have a winner's mentality. You're satisfied with just making finals but not winning? This is why NA teams will lose, because other regions, they go in and they think... Sorry, I'm just channeling other Hotline League callers. Um, Dodo, who, who are you losing to in finals at Worlds? you think it's C9 or 100 Thieves? I think it's 100 Thieves. I think people are disrespecting 100 Thieves. That's too so- much. 
<laughs> I think they'll make finals at Worlds, man. Yeah. I I think it's it's C9 because Perks can always clutch it out whenever he needs to in these desperate moments. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll toss. We got Dodo. Dodo, what about the other two teams? Are, are any of them... Do you, are you vibing really good with any of these other two teams for their world chances? I mean, C9 has had... They didn't have a great performance at MSI. Probably not as bad as most people think, but they didn't have a great one. And then they they had a pretty big summer slump. So I don't know if you're vibing with them for Worlds. Let's see. TSM, us, FlyQuest last year. Was it, what was the year before? TL, TSM? I'll have to look. I don't remember. I think TSM yeah. missed 20. Was, yeah. was TSM C9 and uh, Clutch Gaming? Clutch, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess if we are saying, is this the three teams, like 100 Thieves right now, I think it's pretty strong. C9 right now, I think they're stronger than last year. So, I think, I, I think, I think we have a pretty good argument, pretty good chance that we, you know, these three teams are pretty strong. CoreJJ in chat said, uh, I think Mad Lions are just happy to make a group stage finally. So uh, already some of the trash talk is coming out. Okay. Um, yeah. I hope TL and Mad Lions end up in the same group again. Yeah. Run it back. Oh, God. Okay, Mark. Yeah. Should, should, am I wrong? Should I be letting the hopium into my veins? All right, there's part of me that just wants to keep running and make you look like the sourpuss of the episode, but... Uh, I don't know. On the one hand, I think like what Dodo's saying, I can see about TL, him feeling, feeling confident about them. Um, I, I mean, like play style wise, I'm a lot more excited about this heavy top, uh, carry play style that they have kind of going on right now. And, and Jensen's been more flexible, this playoffs and stuff. And so like, I, I'm generally pretty ha happy with, with TL going to worlds in, in their current form. And I think same goes for 100 Thieves. I generally feel good about their level of play um, respective to the teams that we typically send. Like, I don't think they're significantly better than, like, how our second best team has looked. If, if they are a second best team, but, like, you know, right now, supposing they are a second best team, I don't think they look significantly better or worse than some of the other second place teams we've had. So, I'm feeling fine. You know? I'm not feeling particularly hopeful or particularly sad. C9 is a weird one because I don't actually think they look that good right now. And I could see them having like an MSI level performance again. Like if, if you put this team as they are now into MSI as a, that tournament, they perform just like the same or worse potentially. So I'm still a little nervous about C9, but you can't deny that the, the potential is there. Like they could turn it on. They're going to have a month of scrims against better teams. I think that they had the players that can improve and, and get a lot better with good practice. Um, so like, even C9, which like right now, I'm not in love with how they're playing. Like I, I think it's uh, I think these are three good teams. Not, but... not to mention, C9 going to Europe. You know, Perks will be in his his home solo queue environment. He's got to show up. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Are you going back? You know. It's, yes. I think being in EU. Santorin's like, going back. Yeah. Let's ignore the fact that the other two times it's been in EU, none of our teams made it out of groups, but. I, we I didn't send as many though, EU players over in those past times, so. True. I, 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 I For me, non-hopium dub is I would like what, like, what I hope is that one of our team gets out of groups. That is the bare minimum for what I'll be like, nice, okay, good. I want us to win a best of five, obviously. But, well, um, 
Well, if if you just look at like the play styles of all three teams, like none of these teams are scared to fight. If like if they're playing at their peak, you're gonna see an upset. These are three aggressive teams. Um, you like you've seen it throughout playoffs. Like these teams are will fight you, and they will fight um these uh these Koreans that are really playing a very slow play style this season. I've seen, and I don't know. Korea hasn't impressed me this season, and. I think our teams have a great chance of beating them at, at least. You know, there's a couple at other least. regions uh, as so well. Good. And by the way, well, I think I think Mad's the only good team from EU, though. I think 100 T 100 T beat Rogue. I think C9 beat Rogue. And the the you you're talking about these these regions. The ones that have historically fucked us over are the wild card teams. We just randomly drop games to those, and those are often the ones that push us out. <laughs> of contention because we'll go we'll have some crazy game we'll we'll, we'll go one-on-one uh with like whoever ends up winning worlds that year and then the final right. game it'll be like okay just tap it in the happy gilmore just tap it in just beat this random wild card team and then they'll just lose and so that's you need to worry about that i think just as much as you need to worry about these top top teams or top regions yep. Usually, usually it's a Taiwan team. I, I mean, PSG looked super strong. They went undefeated, you know. You know, so I mean, it's usually the yeah. that's the team that you know gets gives us a loss. I mean, they just got Messi as well, so it's it's a buff. Yeah. Well, well, in like in all seriousness, I don't, I don't think we I think we get through plans like easily. Um, number four from LPL looks dangerous. I think it's probably going to be LNG or RNG and RNG one MSI. So that's scary. And then um, number four from Korea, I don't, I don't really care about that. And yeah, I think we just, I don't know. I, I just think it's our best chance in a while for all three teams to perform. What? What? what go ahead, Mark. Uh, what's, what's performing for you, Bangs? What do you, what, what do you want to see? All three get out of groups, one team get out of okay. groups, win a best of five, make semis. You know, like what do, what do we, what's your, what's your goals? I know this is think, really early considering we don't know groups and stuff. Okay. It's like really quick, what is it? Right. So I think at minimum, at minimum, all three teams go 3-3 three, three and like go 50, 50. So I think like at our peak, we can have like two, three, two teams getting out of groups in, in, in reality. I see Dodo shaking his head. Like you say it's copium, but like three three is not good to get out of worlds, man. Come on, I I, I was three 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 years in a row, four years in a row almost with IMT two. You cannot no. get out of groups three three, man. I'm I'm saying triple triple teams going three three, no matter if they get out of groups or not. I think that's our minimum because like usually so even if you get like three one three teams five, that go three three and then one none five, of them make it out. Zero six. Well, no, yeah, I think that's our minimum. Like our I think our teams are gonna. Like regardless, all three teams are gonna win against the major regions. Like at least one game, at least once. Okay, and you're not gonna. You're not gonna. You see came in here and you had me much here. more hyped on this this train, and now you're like they'll all go three three, regardless of if they get out of groups. At the very least, they'll go three and three. No, I'm saying yes, at the very least, and I don't think it's going to be the very least. I think they're gonna overperform um, minimum. I think they're gonna go um, above everyone's expectations. I think you're going to see at least one get out of groups realistically. And at most, you're going to see two or three. You are going to go 3-3 three, three this year at groups if you don't sacrifice one of the teams to the league gods and force them to go 0-6. Which team are you sacrificing to the league gods and condemning to a 0-6 world? PSN. They're not there! <laughs> uh, uh. 
100 Thieves or C9? Who would you rather make go go 06? I can't I can't sacrifice that much. But it's it's uh, NA Hopium. They're gonna, they're gonna go at least three and three. Okay. Yep. Well, I'm I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm just not. Oh God! Every time I believe, it just hurts so bad. You know, I've just been hurt so many times, scholar. It's this is the year to believe. If the, if there's a year to believe, this is the one. I don't know about like, that. Realistically, if like factually and realistically. Okay, so there were major years to believe before seen. when TSM. What was it? 2016 Worlds in North America when TSM went and everybody was on board this and like people were saying that they were crushing people on scrims and i did a million interviews right. with people and they're like oh my god tsm is like a huge contender for finals or whatever and then they didn't like it just right i don't well, know if this is this is the year to believe because i think there's been a lot of years to believe previously this is the well, year travis this is the year well travis if you put our 15 players this year that are going to Worlds on paper and compare them to any 15 players we've ever sent to Worlds, you're not going to find a better 15. And that's a, that's just a fact. Because the majority of those and other 15 are retired why. and washed. Um, right. <laughs> okay. Of course. Bags, thank you so After much for the... Thank you. I know. I know. I'm just teasing. What, uh, <laughs> what, do, you, what do you want to shout out uh, before we take a quick uh, break? Um, I don't really have no one to shout out. Uh, Shout out my girl. She's behind me. Nice. That's it. Well, that's very, very courteous of you. Uh, thank you yep. so much, Bags, for the call. And we'll catch you next time. Yep. See you later. Uh, there's our, we, I'm sure that's not the only call we'll have this before World starts about with with the Hopium. Mark your meter. more Hopium coming our way, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break to talk about game feel. Mark heard me say all right, and he knew where, where I was going. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about Gamefield. Gamefield sponsoring Hotline League. Uh, they, alongside Alienware, are both our one-year-long sponsors. Really appreciate them uh, coming on board for so long. And uh, regardless of what's going on time zone-wise, if I'm in North America this year, I will be drinking Gamefield. It's going to be carrying me through the uh, either the early mornings, <laughs> starting the, the morning off at 4 a.m., watching Europe, perhaps, uh, with a Gamefield. Uh, the same way that I would have been staying up late with a game feel uh, if it was in China. Regardless, I, I really appreciate the, the support and sponsorship that they bring. Uh, right now, tonight, I'm drinking the Charged Cherry Burst. Uh, there's been a bunch of people recently who, and I, this has been throughout the year, but I've seen this very recently where people are saying like, hey, I finally got a chance to try game feel. Finally decided to uh, order some, and God, I love it so much. And I really appreciate all those people who say that stuff. It makes me feel great to know that you guys are supporting the content that I make uh, because it's super helpful to uh, to have sponsors on board. Couldn't do all this stuff without sponsors and Gamefield coming on uh, as I'm a fan of their product and they became a fan of my product here on Hotline League. Uh, it's just been fantastic. So be sure to game, go to gamefield.com slash Travis. Uh, there's a link in the description of the YouTube video if you're watching it there. If not, I will do the exclamation mark Gamefield in the chat right now. And use code Travis when you check out to save on your order. Uh, and I think they ship almost everywhere in the U.S. right now. If they don't, for whatever reason, we also have a link there for Amazon. And uh, ordering through there is nice, too, because we can track that and send that over to Gamefield so that they know that uh, you are ordering uh, in support of the show and the content that we create. So thank you again to Gamefield for sponsoring. Really appreciate that. Mark, you want to go grab what is what looks to be our final caller? Off he goes. 
Uh, Mr. End, thank you for the six months. Jaegerbaum for nine. I will remain. Uh, Cuckoo, uh, thank you for the two months. Jaffe, uh, Duck Knight, Mega Man Music for 18 months. Kinestic, PD Null, gift of the sub to Dumbass, uh, which is nice of them, and Go Next Bro. So clearly, and, and then also to Bodied. So PD Null trying to send some messages through the gifted subs. Uh, we are here with Trethan. Trethan, hello. Welcome back to the show. You've been on before. Yes, I have. I was on last week. That's right. What 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 was your call? What was your take last week? Um, why am I forgetting off the top of my head? Now, clearly, it's it something... was probably you predicting TSM winning or something. Oh, it was, it was the hundred T import thing. Ah, uh, gotcha, uh... gotcha. Well, regardless, uh, what do you want to talk about? Or remind us where you're calling from. I'm calling from Jersey City, New Jersey. That's right. Okay. What do you want to talk about on the show? I think Perks going to Worlds and not G2 is the funniest thing to happen in esports ever. Really? Because there's a yes. lot of funny things that happen in esports. I, I got to tell you. Yeah, but this has, this, ha this has layers. Okay. Like, it is so fucking hilarious to me. Don't you, Okay, one quick question. Don't you feel like it would be funnier if Perks and G2 didn't go to Worlds? No. I don't okay. think it'd be funnier. Why? Because because C nine fan. Well, no, I'm I don't like C nine, but um, I I think um, I think it's more funny because G two not going to Worlds and Perks going makes Carlos look like he has so much egg on his face. Okay, like it's literally like I did see I some people saying this, but I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious why, uh, why? Because it doesn't necessarily make sense to me. So go ahead and explain. So, from everything that was said about like you know carlos and the perks is my son's favorite uncle thing and when he said that in response to how he was apparently like holding up negotiations with fanatic in terms of perks going there because he basically had like Perks's contract so c9 had to buy that contract out so i feel like because of this whole situation and how the g2 breakup with perks went it just seemed so funny to me that perks is going to worlds and not g2 but here's the like whenever i've seen this before i've been kind of confused because people seem to resent the fact that carlos did not let perks join an, an lec team but if he had joined a team it probably would have been fanatic and arguably i mean i don't know people can now have a conversation after this year about niski versus perks but arguably if you're carlos you probably think Perks going to Fnatic makes it even less likely that you get to go to Worlds because now you're making your strongest rival stronger, right? Like, yeah, but at the same time, it's the more about the whole way the process played out, right? Like, the because he basically blocked that, and but also I guess there could have been an option where Perks even could have stayed at G2. You know what I mean? Like, I guess getting rid of Caps didn't seem great at the time but let's say perk stayed and then he just sold caps to c9 or something what if they made worlds then like there's so many different variables where i feel like like that just makes this entire situation hilarious to me because perks going to worlds and not g2 just seems like g2 like is obviously going to go through a bunch of roster changes next year i so i i see the irony here in like like okay I get the irony of haha perks went and you screwed him over. I just think it's tough for me because it doesn't nothing about what has happened makes me feel like 
Carlos made from a pragmatic perspective, and I know people can argue about the ethical side of it or the moral side of it or whatever. And a lot of people are like, well, it's like a family, et cetera. I'm, I'm not here to open that can of worms, but I still feel like from a pragmatic perspective, G2 not making worlds, maybe it just means like, oh, you wouldn't have gone either way. So like you took a lot of heat, but then it's not like you would have gone even if he had joined Fnatic. But it's hard for me to feel like there's a lesson here for Carlos that's like you shouldn't have sold him to, well, sorry, his contract. I need to be better about saying it as a contract, but you shouldn't have transferred or sold his contract to, to Cloud9. That's I, that's the only thing. I, but maybe Dodo or Mark disagree with for, me. Maybe you guys think it's funny. Well, I mean, like for Carlos's decision, and I know he talk, even talked about it in public saying, you know, this is in the end, this is competition, this is business. And then, you know, him not sending him to Fnatic uh, to make sure, you know, you don't make your rivals stronger. You know, I guess, for example, 2020 spring, we sent double list to TSM. We played them finals in the summer and we lost, right? So, you know, regarding all the ethical, everything, you know, in the end, for competition wise, you know, he, he made a, the right choice, I, I think. But obviously, like, if you want to factor in, like, the ethical stuff, the family stuff, they could be seen as hilarious. But I think, I don't think Carlos did anything crazy wrong, you know, as a, uh, as the, as the, as the owner of the team. And just he being, him being also, also being a competitor himself. Yeah, I, Mark, I'm kind of curious what your take is on this, too. I wasn't listening. Sorry. <laughs> I have for a good reason. I'll maybe reveal it later. But okay. um, was it just that G two was unethical and what they did to? No, no, no. It was just a matter of is there is it funny that Perks is going? I mean, it's literally just the base take, right? Which is it is is it funny to you that Perks is going to Worlds and G two isn't? And is it funny from a haha Carlos perspective? Momentarily, yes. Long term, maybe not. Like a lot of the guys on G two, I like and want to see them do well and stuff like that. Um, and that's not to say that like, oh, I wish they were going over the teams that qualified with, you know, Fnatic or Matt or whatever. But um, I just, uh, I, I memed it when I could. I think it was momentarily funny. Um, I think the egg on your face is definitely there. But I don't think like it's a cosmic karmic like, haha, fuck you. Yeah, I guess I just mean, I, I get that it like it probably feels very vindicating. I, that's the best way to put yeah. it. It's like if you are a Perks fan or an EU fan or something like that, and you think Carlos, you suck for having done this. It, I'm sure it feels funny and very vindicating to be like, haha, and now you didn't make it to Worlds, you jerk. Um, but for me, I tend to to not look at it from that perspective because I guess I'm not invested emotionally that and in that way. Um, and so for me, I'm like, well. The logic still stands up, you know, to Dodo's point, it's like if if your goal is to make worlds and you want to limit your competition from becoming strong. I mean, the the other side of this is like when Kelby was on the show all the time, he loved to bring up the fact this was obviously before Doublelift rejoined TSM that um, TSM or Andy transferred Doublelift to Team Liquid and then that helped transform Team Liquid from a team that previously had not been ever the best team in the in the region to like the powerhouse where they had the back to back to back to back 
thing. And and on the other hand, TSM didn't make worlds. And so, like for me, I look at that that case as like it is it is reasonable. Now, I think the issue with Carlos was he tried to kind of have his cake and eat it too in the beginning. Whenever he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm always looking out. We're we're best." Like, I don't. It almost would have been better, I think, if he just come clean in the beginning. Um, whereas I think he tried to, to be everybody's pal and then like created a lot of confusion and people were like, uh, you, this doesn't seem like you're being honest in this, but, but from a logical perspective, I don't know. I don't see anything, anything weird about it, but I totally understand why fans can feel it very vindicating to, to see it this way. Trethan. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, Trethan, any, any shout outs, anything you want to say? Uh, let's see some shout outs uh shout out to uh game fuel uh shout out to team liquid naruto merch that i still have yet to open because i'm too scared to open that um but why yeah, they're, it's, you they're... feel like it's like a collector item uh yeah because if i like i got the joggers and i got the kakashi shirt if i ever open them i feel like i'll automatically ruin them by accident ah, <laughs> so they're okay, still gotcha. in the bags <laughs> so really it's the best one you gotta go on. Uh, I, I I honestly love Team Liquid merch, but like I just don't want to touch it or wear it. But you know, shout out to that because it's great stuff. Very good. Well, thank you, Trethan, for the call, and we'll catch you next time. See ya. All right, Mark. I know you've been working on some secret project here. Is it is it time to reveal it? I assume you're you're talking to somebody, a guest or something. Uh, you should say goodbye to Dodo or like get his thing first. Say say goodbye to Dodo. Okay. Are we gonna... just do the, the wrap-up thing. Okay. Well, what first off, I'm going to shout out some some uh, subs. So thank you, Zogpe and uh, PD Null for fact to gifting to a fact checker. Jack Merritt for gifting to Tactical. Jargly uh, Soybeans. Sherman for 25 months. Mad Fishy for 18. Maury Wakes. Place, Playsto Shown. PD Null uh, ends, ends here on Jimbus Cloud. And then also, thanks everyone for watching the show uh dodo how's it going yeah what do you want to plug what do you want to shout out uh, shout out to the best sponsor alienware for the show and for you know sponsoring our team uh and also honda twitch who yesterday lab HyperX monster jersey mics but light sap and imc um i didn't practice that you know you just have to you you know how to, you have to know how to rap with your sponsors if you're a gm um, but all those, you know, sponsors, partners, thank you. And, you know, to my great players, coaching staff, and, you know, all the fans that I am feeding Hopium to, and you guys can enjoy it. Dodo, is there any ADCs on your team that you'd like to shout out? Oh, Yun and my past AD carry double lift. Gotcha. Uh, I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, all right. Well, thank you, Dodo. Uh, for me, everyone should be check, sure to check out Rift Reaction, the show that I do with Emily Rand. It's available on Spotify because her and I are going to talk about a bunch of stuff. And I know we didn't talk too much about LEC on this episode, but I think Rift Reaction, especially for NA fans who don't pay attention to the uh, international well, esports side of things, it's really cool to... Uh, it's a it's a great show because Emily's constantly teaching me about what's going on in other regions, and so it's great. It's a great place to pay attention for worlds. So uh, please check that out, Mark. Yeah. Um. 
So I'll let you decide. Um, I don't want to keep Dodo. Wait, here why don't you just message it in the in the Skype chat? So because I yeah, I don't want it, no, if you say something. It's, uh, no, it's it's something that I personally want to address a little bit, but I understand it's also not really a call, and it's more just like a topic. Yeah, sure. If you feel passionately, yeah, let's do it. Well, I just meant I don't know if Dodo wants to sit around for it or not. I understand it's, it's going past time. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We can we can drop Dodo. Dodo, thank you so much for making it on the show. Really appreciate it. And yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, we will we will catch you next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. Okay, what's up? All man? right. Sorry, uh, you want? Uh, I think Dodo did the thing where he left Skype. Before. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. Uh, I. I so, I didn't want to be weird about it as much as I was. It was a topic I saw early in the night, and then I tried to like DM a couple people, just you know, because it's a sensitive topic, because uh, it's about sexism in esports. Um, I don't know. Did you catch the next level this this week? Um, I did not catch it. I know um, who was on it, and I know I didn't. I didn't. Was there controversy around it? No, not controversy. I don't think okay. this is like a controversial take um, in any way. Uh, it was just that Space Ghost was on and she was talking about like women needing to prove themselves extra hard in the esports community's eyes because of misogyny and just the general assumption that like, you know, they don't know what they're talking about or they whatever. And that she felt and she does need to prove herself more because the community is that way. Um, and so it was something where there was like, there was a topic. I'm trying to find it now. It seems like it got deleted. Oh, someone had a topic that was following up on that, that made me be like, I really don't agree with that, uh, that the person had in Twitch chat, which was like, well, I was going to pull up, but then I didn't want to pull it. And then I didn't want to make Dodo sit around for this. Um, so it, the person said, and I don't want to read their name out to get any hate on them, but it's like during the Medios talk show, Double F Sneaky and Medios followed up on that. I assume it was, it was prompted by the next level thing. It was discussion about the experiences of women personalities in the scene, analysts and casters, whatever. And then this person, their take was, in this situation, I argue that the concerns of toxic sexism among the league fan community are overblown. And typically, select a few extremists as straw men, and then they wanted to cite the universally positive regard for, like, Emily as evidence of, you know, this not being a thing. And I just thought that was, it was a ridiculous take and I didn't want to like blast this person and put them on blast, but I I think it's so fucking stupid. So, Uh, so here's what I will say. Uh, I think you and I are in a unique position um, as are other people in this industry that have had the opportunity to work with uh, incredibly talented women uh, who have gone through this stuff where we know a lot of what they face, not all of it by any means, but like I've talked to people and I don't know, it's like, these are not my stories to tell or whatever. So I'm not going to say who, but like a lot of women that everybody knows are very visible and some that are not have talked about the challenges that they've faced in the space. And I think there are a lot of people who are, are ignorant to this stuff. And so they might see like, wow, Emily's getting a ton of praise for instance, on for her analyst desk stuff. Uh, I was honestly very surprised, and I've told Emily this, at how much good reception she got, not because I don't think that she's incredibly talented. I hired her at Yahoo because I thought she was amazing, um, but because in the past she has faced 
a tremendous amount of criticism that I think is is particularly unfair and all and still people in the chat say really shitty stuff about her like people can go look at the twitch chat during that any time that she's on and people will make remarks about her appearances and other stuff I mean I've talked to shocks about uh, yeah. this stuff and I, I don't mind mentioning shocks because she's she's been uh, talked about this stuff before as well but like just because like I would I would ask if if anybody's like listening to the show or watching it right now and they think like oh this isn't a thing I would ask people to trust me and trust the people who have talked about this publicly that it is like just because you might not see it or maybe you're not paying as much attention it like definitely is and that, so that's it's, one of the, yeah yeah I mean so one of the things that people always say and this is the one that kills me a lot is that they say and someone in Twitch chat literally just said this, oh, guys get hate too. And it's one of those things where like, yes, guys do get, get hate too. Everyone gets hate on the internet. It is the internet. But like there's levels, degrees, and angles that are different amongst people and stuff. And I think that's that's the, the one that I hate the most is the like, well, this happens too. And so they're not getting anything special. And it's like, they really are. And like you, every single person I've ever talked to in the space has more stories quantitatively and qualitatively worse stories than like the other people that I'm like guys or whatever, yeah. you know, I mean, there's and just saying, like, go ahead. No. So I was going to say like, it's just people saying like, Oh, X person is praised now. And I'm like, well, ask that person themselves, you know, don't assume that they're universally praised because the sexist comments get downvoted on Reddit or you're, you're not on their timeline, so you don't see what's getting tweeted at them. Like, you don't know the experiences that they had. And so to just assume that someone's getting universal praise because you you like them and you generally see positive feedback doesn't mean that the sexist component isn't there as well. Um, because both they're not mutually exclusive. Like, someone can be universally praised even, or generally praised, let's say, and still have to deal with ridiculous shit, which is, which is what happens. That is what happens even people who are liked in the communities. I mean, and I think uh, what what I would ask people, um, especially a lot of the men that are watching this right now, is like, one, I wish that you guys, if, if you do not believe this is an issue, I wish that you would believe it whenever women talk about it. But if you're not willing to, like you tune into this show, probably to hear Mark yell at me and make fun of me and a lot of different reasons, but also in part because you trust us to be experts on the space. And like, we are letting you know that it is really shitty. There's a ton of sexism. It is really bad. The, the experiences that women have to go through and the, the, like even just down to the very fact that like they start, it feels like in the eyes of many people in the community, not everybody, but many people in the community, they start at kind of a deficit where they have to work extra hard to prove and validate that like they do care about League of Legends, they do follow esports, et cetera. We are like, we, we are in this industry, we are aware of this. I understand you might feel like you are also an expert in the way that this stuff works in the industry. But like, if you, if you trust Mark and I on other topics about the industry, please trust us on this one as well. And, and then after you're done trusting us, start trusting the really talented women that talk about this stuff. I was about to say, as a big asterisk, it should not work that way. You should yes, exactly, say, exactly. Trust but like Travis and I. How would you trust the people who are actually telling you it firsthand? And yes, not and that's that's my point, right? It's like you people in the chat right now are trying to argue with us. I'm like, I don't. You don't work in the industry. Like we're 
in the same way that like I hope people would be more likely to trust somebody in the industry's statement about like I don't know any number of different things format stuff or you know the way contracts work or something like that I would hope that like whatever you hear basically universally from everybody in the industry like this stuff is shitty like that you would then you know buy it it's just it's weird that people seem to argue specifically about this and be like oh I, you know i am actually much more of an expert on this than anybody who's talking about this in this well, space it's just I, I think yeah I, I think people just they haven't experienced it person themselves they're not close enough to someone who has and two i think you know like the everyone gets it mentality is one of the biggest defenses i see of like oh it's not that bad for you everyone gets it and i think that's just one of the biggest logical fallacies because it's like you know a red herring in a sense where it's like yeah everyone does get shit on the internet but it is not actually equal it is people can all get shit and people can be misogynistic yeah those those both happen those yeah. are both true yeah i am lucky enough that when people don't believe what i am saying or think i'm an idiot i just because... don't see i just don't see masses of esports people going out and attacking women is another comment it's like why would you where are you looking that you think that you would see this I frequently. And by the way, if you follow, if you follow Shock, you probably actually have, if you've see, ever seen her comments, because she she will retweet stuff, you know, or, or like show her Instagram DMs or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, I'm I'm glad we have such experts on the the private messages and the the, com the experiences of yeah. women in the industry have from people who are not women in the industry. Ugh. All right. Well, anyway, uh, thanks, Mark. Right, I just you were... I I, uh, I wanted to talk about it, and then I was like in some conversations at the very end to see if I could fit it in the show in a way yeah, yeah, without yeah. overstepping, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's our, I let, let me say this. Like, I know we are just two white dudes talking about this shit. And like, I honestly don't think that we are ever <laughs> the best, uh, options for, for these conversations to speak to the experiences of women in the space. But like at yeah. the very least, if, if I don't know, uh, I'm, I am happy to dispute any, any of yeah. those, you know, stupid things that people are saying yeah. anyway that's the show mark what do you want to plug and shout out uh not much just want to dip out of here before it gets too much later yes that's true oh you i did this or that this week oh nice leak you heard it here thanks everyone this has been hotline league uh, we usually record these at seven o'clock well we broadcast them live at seven o'clock uh pacific on mondays in LA and you can uh, catch us here if you'd like to ever do that. Uh, other than that, thanks for watching and we'll catch you next week.